0: fastest growing TV network, the new TNN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> California. City of Angels. stormy trouble. Uh right. I've been preaching this all my life, right? Bro. Knock the windows. California. Wow. Watch out. Here we go. City of range. California, one hell of a loser. Model Sunspit up. Four stars and movies called it. Beverly Hills, Hollywood Culture addicts Oh my god! It's WrestleMania season! Oh, and your good friend Johnny C is super excited, but welcome to Ring Man, the show here on the new TNN Podcast feed, where we take a look at the wars of sports entertainment. But I gotta tell you, folks, today's episode is gonna be a little more creative than just looking back at some famous event or what have you. You know, when they first added, like, create a wrestler mode to video games and shit like that. Oh, boy, did old Johnny C's get in, interest get peaked. You know, I like, to, I like to build my own little worlds and live in my own little universe out here in the multiverse, which I'm sure you can all imagine. But like I said, to pivot back to like 30 seconds ago, it's, it's WrestleMania season. We're on the road to WrestleMania, and Johnny C has got mania fever. So today on Ringman, I'm going to throw my hat into the ring. Now we're not really an official sister network of like place to be in North South Connection and what have you, but of course I do appear on No So every once in a while, and I've appeared on PTBE Pop and what have you. Uh, so you know there's some brand synergy there. But my whole point is, and I know they didn't invent this, but for years, four years, I have so enjoyed listening to the folks on those networks do their own, like, build a WrestleMania card or build a Survivor Series, build a SummerSlam or what have you. Uh, You know, where they have the rules and what have you. And and I love it. I'm so entertained and enthralled by it. So I'm going to be doing things like that here on the new TNN Podcast feed during WrestleMania season. And today is going to be our first stab at it. We're going to build the all-time WrestleMania card. However today's episode is the awful version now what does that mean well I've outlined some rules that we'll talk about here in just a moment but today's goal is to take is to book a 38 match card one match from each WrestleMania attempting to build what is the worst WrestleMania possible yay oh this was this This is is more challenging than I thought it would be, all right? But if that sounds like fun, stick around, because we've got 38 different matches to talk about. Now, before we start getting creative, let's talk about the rules of engagement. The hard deck is 10,000 feet. No guns, just missiles. Wait, that's a different podcast. The rules of engagement uh, for building Awful Mania, which I guess is just what I'm going to lovingly refer to it as, are as follows. Traditionally... You can only use a superstar once. That's also a rule that we are going to follow. Now, it always gets tricky with this next little subset. The titles. The WWF slash WWE titles. You know, the world title, the WWE title, the WWF title, the universal title. I mean, they all signify the same thing. So, I've set out these particular six rules for the championships. I must use one Universal Championship match. Now, why did I decide on Universal over WWF slash E or World Heavyweight? It's newer, and I feel like there have been some good ones. There have been some bad ones. I thought it would be more challenging if I said I had to use Universal. You must have one Intercontinental title match, one U.S. title match, one tag team title match. However, it has to be a Raw Or SmackDown title. The fucking ugly ass red or blue belts with the fucking nickels on them or what have you. Can't use WWF, WWE, World. Although World is probably just as bad. But I have to use Raw or SmackDown. One women's championship. Not the Raw or the SmackDown championship. It has to be one of the old ones. Like the women's championship that was green. Or the Rock and Robin one. Oh, uh, no, was it Rocket Robin? No, it's Wendy Richter one. Or uh, one of the old Divas ones with the butterfly. It's got to be when the women's division was not given the clout it's given today. And it's not to say that those women weren't worthy of clout. I'm just saying the company didn't view it with clout. And then, finally, I have to use one deactivated championship. European, hardcore, 24-7, cruiserweight, etc., etc. Now... Because these six championships must be defended, I am not allowed to use any other championship matches. No WWE championships, no WWF, no tag team, nothing like that. None of, if it's not one of these six, I can't use it, which I will admit, really put a hamper in on some of these selections. Now, as part of the fun activity, uh, and those are really the only rules. You know, one superstar, you know, so use superstar once, one match per show, and I have to use those six titles and no other titles. So, I also wanted to, just for funsies, pick an arena that can contain this 38-deep match card that is all one night, because it has to be awful. One night awful mania, live from probably the worst arena to ever hold a WrestleMania card, and that's the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. There's just no clout there. Now, I attended WrestleMania in the Hoosier Dome, which no longer stands. But I'll I'll freely admit, the Hoosier Dome ain't got no clout either, okay? Indianapolis, Indiana, not necessarily known as a hotbed for professional wrestling, although I will say they did have the main event there, main event one in Market Square, so that's okay. But, I, I mean, I realize that there are... Tons of arenas with, with no clout. But at least it was a dome. The Hartford Civic Center is not a dome. Now, for Awful Mania, one of the things I don't like about WWF or E or whatever commentary is I'm not a huge fan of the three-person booth. Sure, there are certain three-person configurations that are just fine, but I wanted to force myself to choose commentators for this show, and I had to choose three. And as a caveat, they all had to be commentators that actually commentated a match at WrestleMania. So, leading the play-by-play. Ah, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, gorilla. Wait, there's no gorilla here. I am the lead commentator for Awful Mania. Well, Johnny C, thank you for, uh, having, uh, such... Uh, belief in Lord Alfred Hayes. Uh, what's that? Hand you my flask? No, no, Johnny. The flask stays with Lord Al. Lord Alfred Hayes on the play-by-play. Adding, uh, color commentary to the proceedings. Probably my least favorite commentator of the modern era. Byron Sexton! Whoa! Lord Al, you just said that looks like a devastating maneuver. I'm going to come in and say, it is a devastating maneuver. I add nothing to the proceedings. And finally, filling out the three-person booth, just chiming in whenever they want to. Ho, tough guy. Live, from the or straight from the pages of Wrestlemania 7, wearing that awful Uncle Sam outfit. It's Hexa Jim Duggan. And he's at ringside commentating in the Uncle Sam configuration. Because, honestly, it looks like something he would just wear on your average Tuesday. Uh, which, of course, eliminates Hacksaw Jim Duggan from any ring, in-ring competition. But that's okay, and it wasn't really a problem along the way. Now, every WrestleMania... Well, not every. But, of course, once, uh, once they started getting a little more... Ah, I don't know, rambunctious with their WrestleMania promotion... We had some theme songs. Uh, WrestleMania has theme songs. That's all I'm trying to say. Even if it's just... Without lyrics, okay? So I had to choose one theme from the pantheon of WrestleMania theme songs that would be the official theme song of Awful Mania. And even though it's probably not the worst, it's the one that annoys me the most. Because in the year 2000, I sat on my couch and watched not only the, like, four-hour WrestleMania, but the eight hours that preceded it with WrestleMania all day long. And I heard, ad nauseum, Hey, 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 whoo, California. Give it on up. Give it on up. So the official theme song of Awful Mania is California by Jim Johnston and some ladies. And, of course... Every Wrestlemania begins with a roaring rendition of America the Beautiful. Or the Canadian National Anthem, if it's Wrestlemania 6 or 18. No, Wrestlemania 18 starts with, uh, uh, fucking, is it Drowning Pool? No, I think it's, Make me a superstar! Cover me in greed when you planted a seed when you fed my ego. Anyway, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. But singing "America the Beautiful" here at the Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut, is the official DX Band, America. I wanna be free, America, America, Pulsar Parade. You wish, DX Band. You wish you were Rage Against the Machine. All right. So that's all the accoutrement here at Awful Mania. I hope you paid thousands of dollars for a ringside seat. Here we go with the card, And I'm just going to do these in order. Opening the show from Wrestlemania 1. Ah, Hacksaw, that man is rather fat. Oh, he's fat, Lord Al, but he's tough too, tough guy. It's... King Kong Bundy, taking on S.D. Jones. Looks like S.D. Jones is a special delivery for King Kong Bundy, Lord Al. Uh, Byron, be silent, please. What you're saying is irrelevant and adds nothing to the proceedings. Watch this, the bell's broken. Oh, it's already over. All of the hype and video packages, all of the accoutrement, the DX band saying America the Beautiful and... The announcers were introduced one at a time. Our opening bell, bell rang, and it only lasted like eight seconds. Oh, what a disgrace to WrestleMania our opening contest is. Don't worry, Lord Al. The opening contest might not have been very long, but the second match will set the tone. From WrestleMania two adorable Adrian Adonis. Take it on, Uncle Elmer. Ah, uh, Hacksaw! I heard rumor tell, that Uncle Elmer was also his own cousin, his own brother, and his own aunt. How is that possible, Hacksaw? Well, in the US of A, you can be a lot of things, even if I don't agree with it. Tough guy! Now, I don't know if Hacksaw Jim Duggan really has any sort of stance on, you know, the rights of groups that aren't him. It's just for entertainment-based purposes. Because I imagine he'd be a little closed-minded, even though he's a huge fan of the USA from WrestleMania three in the loser must bow match King Harley race. You know, just as a side note, I mean, I've got a lot of tattoos and what have you. And and, and, you know, that's irrelevant and it's irrelevant that anyone has tattoos, but there's always been something about King Harley race and his regalness, and his fucking, I don't know, I feel like, yeah, I know he has a giant tat on his arm. Is it like a rose or an anchor or some sort of old man thing? It just doesn't feel very regal. Ah, Hacksaw, what is it with you American kings? Can you imagine Queen Elizabeth herself with a tattoo on her arms? Or maybe on her anus? Well, I heard the queen's dead, Lord Al. Byron, I told you, be silent. It's King Harley Race versus the Junkyard Dog, and a loser must die. Bow match. Ah, uh, I remember listening on Cronoso Monthly, this this match. I mean I haven't I've seen it before, I haven't seen it a long time. I remember I think it was Logan and Jenny shitting all over it. And I think it's appropriate that it gets added. Now just as a side note, you know, this exercise I don't I don't want to say it was easy. It certainly got harder. But you know the the because we're doing awful matches. Of course, if I'm and you know the the good matches will come, you know later in the week or what have you. Like I'm going to do this exact same exercise with a couple of different rules, but also the best matches you could possibly get. When you're certainly looking for bad matches and you're in this like early federation era, it's pretty easy to pick out. You pretty much have fucking dealer's choice. You could pick anything you want. Um. So it will become less obvious as we move along and open for debate, but I think these first three choices are on the nose. And oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, stop the presses. You know, I get accused of having a touch of Alzheimer's. I forgot an important part of this conversation. Hey, star rankings, get over here. So yeah, I, uh, I got so excited doing my impressions of uh, Lord Alfred Hayes and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, that I totally forgot one of the most important components of this discussion. I pulled Meltzer's star rankings for all the matches that I selected. And of course, I need to go back and give you the first three, because I'm a jackass. And of course, at the end, you know I added them all together and divided them by 38 and got the average for the entire show. I mean, come on. What kind of a wrestling fan would I be if I didn't compute little snowflakes? So uh, from Mania 1, Bundy and SD Jones got a dud, which I'm going to weigh as zero. And I think that makes sense. Adrian and Uncle Elmer got one star. And the King and the Dog got one star. Now, let's move forward. Ah, Hacksaw, here at lovely Trump Plaza. Uh, There's a tournament to determine the New World Wrestling Federation champion. Did a match from the tournament make the list? Come on, guys. You know a match from the tournament made the list, and you probably know exactly what match it is. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and a Ravishing Rick Rude went to the time limit, and it got negative two stars, and it was covered when we did Starman negative two in the archives. I don't really have anything good to say about it. The match is really bad, and I think they botched the time limit finish, if I'm not mistaken. There's some sort of... You know, it's one of those things where they're going to go for a pin, and right as the time expires. It's dumb. It's dumb. Ah, oh, here! Still a Trump Plaza. Huh? The next year, there's an explosion! Hexel, there's been an explosion! Hey, we have to go! The mega powers have exploded! Hexel, let's run! Axel, are you with me? Oh, I'm with you, Lord Earl! Where's Byron? Oh, I don't know! Oh, good, maybe he's dead. Oh, ho, 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 ho. no, oh, that's for some reason, Lord Alfred Hayes laughs like Yoda. No, I, that's a mean thing to say about Byron sex. I don't actually mean that. I think Lord Al means that. But no, the mega powers have exploded at Trump Plaza. But on the undercard, I think right before the main event, uh, the Heaton family exploded. That, that, that doesn't get talked about enough, another explosion. Or maybe they imploded. But regardless, uh, Red Rooster who, according to the Starcade Statue is a sort Son of a Physician, uh, took on the brawler from Brooklyn. And it got a dud, and it makes the all-time awful mania list. Ah! Uh, Hexo, <laughs> look! We're in Toronto's Sky Dome, and you see what that man's done? That man has painted himself, and I'm laughing quite profusely! Me too, Lord Al! What the fuck is wrong with you two? Don't you see what he's doing? He's, you know, he's fighting the other guy and... and, ah! Of course, WrestleMania six, the match you can't even watch anymore. Rowdy Roddy Piper taking on Bad News Brown. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Dave Meltzer gave, although Meltzer gave this one and three quarters or 1.75 mathematically. So, you know, I'm surprised by that. I, don't, I can't remember if Piper and Bad News was my first choice. I thought about going Tito Martell. Or not Tito Martell. That's what should have happened. Uh, Coco Martell. Not that it's a bad match, but I couldn't do it in my heart. Not only because I needed one of those superstars later, but also because the Skydome entrance is so long, you get to hear all of Rick Martell's song, and, and that is never a bad thing. Uh, let's move forward. When superstars and stripes fought forever. Uh, WrestleMania 7. Well, I've got news for you all. The Texas Tornado got a Texas-sized win when he defeated Dino Bravo. Uh, But it only got three quarters of a star from Mr. Meltzer. Uh, You, Texas Tornado. You, Dino Bravo. That is a righteous Filmin' WrestleMania 7 joke. And hey, speaking of needing Martell... Uh, here in the Huxia Dome, Haxo Jim Duggan, you've wrestled in an eight-man tag-team-based competition, but that match was not selected. Uh, it was Tanka taking on the model Rick Martell. Hey, haxo did you see uh, uh, Tatanka earlier today? Of course I did, Lord Al. Or did you say hello to him? I did. Well, did you do it the right way? What do you mean the right way? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Caesar's Palace. Caesar and Cleopatra. Vestal Virgins. Elephants. Ravens. Gonzales. WrestleMania 9 was certainly a sight to behold. And you would think. Perhaps Hulk Hogan and Yokozuna would make the list, but oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I thought I told you. I thought I told you. I'm a no-limit soldier. Ah, uh, Hacksaw, I, be- I believe that you were informed that I was a no-limit soldier, is how I would say it. Uh, but, no, it's got to be Universal Championship. Can't use the WWE Championship. Well, what else qualifies as negative from WrestleMania 9? How about a match that got negative one stars? Razor, or negative one star. Goodness, there's no S there. Uh, Razor Ramon. Hey yo, Chico, I'm gonna take Opie and I'm gonna give him the razor's edge. Uh Razor Ramon and Bob Backlund, negative one star moving on. WrestleMania Ted. Well, Bretton Owen didn't make the list, unfortunately. No, I'm kidding. That's a good match, even though I hate Bret Hart. Uh but you know who did make the list? Uh Brian Clark and John Tenta. Who are those two, Lord Al? Ah! Hacks you may know them by their superstar names Earthquake and Adam Boom. I believe it's pronounced bomb, Lord Al. Byron Silence It's Adam Boom. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that got a dud. So it appears that the bomb was a dud. No, that, that's not funny because dud and dud are the same word. Moving on. Uh WrestleMania eleven. Hey, it's me, Nick Tatara. Let's talk about WrestleMania eleven. So, WrestleMania 11 is a, a, a and 12 too are limited cards. However, WrestleMania 11 had a very clear-cut match that stood out to me as a perfect fit for Awful Mania, because not only does it allow us to to use our creative control powers, but it also allows me to get Lex Luger on the card, which I'm forever grateful for. However, as a side effect of choosing this match. Uh, it it makes it sound like I don't approve of the uh, Allied Powers theme song, and I totally do. And it's the Allied Powers versus the Blue Brothers, the Blue Cousins. I don't fucking know how they're related in WWF canon, and I don't really care. And it got half of a star. Now, WrestleMania 12, short card, very limited matches to pull from, okay? And while my heart wanted to go with a different match, My head said you pretty much have to choose this match because those are the rules. Dems to breaks. Uh, But it is Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Savio, Savio Vega, get down, get funky. And it got two stars. Of course, I wanted to use the Ultimate Ultimate Warrior taking on the H's. But I couldn't. Because at WrestleMania WrestleMania 13... This is when I really got into my first big conundrum. Because I really wanted to use the Rock versus the Sultan for my Intercontinental Championship match. But I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to use one of those two superstars a little bit later. And so my dream Intercontinental Championship match was removed from the list. And... I had to erase Triple H versus the Ultimate Warrior. Because here at WrestleMania 13, with choices limited, we're going to go with Triple H taking on Gold Dust. A perfect example of a mid-card feud that I couldn't give a fuck about. Uh, And we're going, well, not we are going. Meltzer gave it two and a quarter. Austin Savio, two stars, if I didn't mention it. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Now, WrestleMania 14, where DX is rated. What a weird subtitle. Um And, of course, the DX band performs. Ah, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, we have our first championship match at WrestleMania shit. And it's a title that's no longer active anymore. And someone should notify Logan Airport outside of Boston because Aguilar is taking on Chaka Mishidoku in a half-star match for the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. I got in against these guys. I got in against this match, really. But it was, I mean, there was too much brand synergy here. Getting a match that was not only ranked low, according to Dave. That's kind of, that's really low. Like, no way. I've listened to enough WrestleMania 14 podcast reviews. People, I mean, people are usually like two and a half, three, I think on that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just remembered. Maybe I've destroyed my brain. I don't know. But I feel like that's really low for that. But it is just a half star from Dave, so that's what we're going to include. Taka. I'm sorry. I hope you don't think that I'm evil for putting you on the list. Next up, WrestleMania 15. Well, we're not even halfway done, but it's time. Oh, oh, Hacksaw, please take over commentary duties I appear to be having. Oh! A raging climax. I've climaxed everyone, Gorilla. Byron, lick this up. (laughs) Oh, I'm certainly saucy, Lord Alfred Hayes. It's Butterbean taking on Bark Gun. Why? Well, it's a shit show. It's perfect. Uh, But also, what an easy out this match is. Because you're never going to use Butterbean again. And Bark Gun, you can work your way around. Because I think he dies after this. At least his career does. Because I don't even know if he's out of WrestleMania after this. Uh, Now strangely and this is not the first match or the only match on this card that Dave sort of didn't care about or didn't care enough to rank but yeah he didn't care enough to rank it he gave it a not rated so I'm just going to give it a 0 and we're still going to include it in the average count at the end so it's not like I'm going to remove this and only divide it by 37 hell no you get a 0 still divided by 38 because that's math people you can't deny the power of math, Hacksaw! Oh! Uh, oh! Uh, math hard, Byron! Byron, do you see what you've done? You've made Hacksaw Jim Duggan feel less than! Go get me some popcorn! I demand this! Anywho. Uh, so, WrestleMania. Hey! 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 2004. Yeah! Oh! Ho! There's a lot. To be said about WrestleMania 16 or WrestleMania 2000, we learned a lot of things from this show. But I think the most important thing that we learned from WrestleMania 2000 is that pimpin' ain't, pimpin' ain't, easy, man. Grab your bitches. So, of course, you might have been wondering to yourself, Johnny C. Butterbean and Bark Gun is a boxing match that lasts 28 seconds. And while that's ridiculous, it's not really, like, super bad. How come you didn't use the Hell in the Cell match from WrestleMania 15? Because I needed this match at WrestleMania 2000 because it's a clusterfuck, being WrestleMania 2000, that is, and there are, like, every match is multi-person. And I did try. Now, just as a side note, and I'm, I'm sort of beating off the path here going off script, but... I I only, this sounds really bad and stereotypical, I think we could all admit as wrestling, star, wrestling fans that the women's division was not treated as an important part of the show until, you know, even recently. I mean, I don't, I don't know the, the years count, six, five years, whatever. I, I'd sort of made a plea to myself to try, to try not to just fall back on a bullshit women's division match. Uh, bullshit in their brains, and their booking, not in mine. Okay, it takes talent, it takes effort to go out there and perform. I don't care who you are, all right, period. And I got mad respect and props. That being said, I sort of made a thing to myself like, don't just fall back on a shitty women's match because you can, because they don't appear again. You know, it's easy to do. It's easy to pick the cat and terry. So we're going with, and we, and I didn't do that. We're going with the big boss man and B squared, Bull Buchanan. Taking on D-Lo Brown and the Father of God. Now this match got a quarter star. Thank you, Dave. And speaking of the women's evolution, uh, well, my way dictates that's not even funny, and it's a shitty transition. Johnny, allow me. Ah, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, just once, and then your history. Then I. We'll straight up leave Byron shit. And you. Be the one that's left. Missing me. Free again. Oh I fucked it up. Yeah. This time. I'll let it all come out. This time. I'ma stand up. And shout. I'ma do things. The way I prefer. The way I prefer. The way I prefer. on oh, the highway. Oh you use a lot of petrol on the highway. But it's China versus ivory. And that. Fulfills my requirement for the World Wrestling Federation Women's Championship, the shitty old school one, or the Divas one that's a butterfly. This is it. Only championship match of a women's nature on the card. It's used, it's fulfilled, and we get China on the card, which sucks because I have mad love for China, and here she is on Awful Mania, and Dave gave it negative one stars. WrestleMania 17 was another show where I, I pretty much figured I would use the European Championship match just because it's like the lesser of, or maybe the hardcore title match, but needed those superstars down the track. So, so far, though, I mean, we haven't had anything really egregious in terms of using something that's high-ranked. That comes later. Uh, the top match is uh, Triple H and Goldust at 2 and a quarter. Uh let Let's... Let's round out... Well, there's nothing to round out here. We have so much more to go. But WrestleMania 18, we've got a match that I was live and in living color for. And the the pay-per-view broadcast of this show contains one of my all-time favorite cutaways right before this match. There's a fan in Toronto who took the time to make a sign for WrestleMania X8 or WrestleMania 18. And by God, their sign got on television and there can be no greater reward, I feel like, when you bring a sign to a WrestleMania and forever immortalized this match. Ah, Axel, what's that sign say? Ah, well, well, I can't really read it, Lord Al. I can read it, Al. It says they're fighting over shampoo. Byron Saxton, your awful delivery and just all-around general non-interesting nature has ruined the delivery of one of Johnny's favorite signs of all time ruining the gag because you made it not funny so the sign says they're fighting <laughs> over shampoo can you imagine Can you imagine Hexel uh, a naked burly man uh, battling another man in the showers uh suds flying everywhere I desperately need the last drop of a shampoo. You must give it to me. I must clean my hair. Oh no, your penis has fallen into my anus and i have enjoyed it quite a bit. Oh, it's WrestleMania, baby. It's Edge versus Booker T in the Battle of Japanese Shampoo. And I've got, well, I did it again. It's not me, it's Dave. It's Dave. Dave's got this at one and a quarter. And you know, I really thought I would do Angle and Kane. It's not bad-ish. Like, not, like, as bad as some of the other stuff on this list. But, I feel like I... Did I even get Kane on the car? Yeah, I would use Kane later. That's what it was. I had to erase it. I had to get out the old eraser there. Uh, just because... Don't they botch the finish or something? I don't know. Uh, but Edge and Booker... I mean, congratulations, you've made it You looked into the sky And then you wondered why It's awful mania You made it You made it Just a little WrestleMania theme song history there for everybody Now, now, ladies and gentlemen uh, Byron, Hacksaw, my friends Well, one friend One I'm not quite sure about yet We've been through 18 WrestleMania's We have 20 to go but I think at this point in time, I should probably share some personal information with all of you to enhance our relationship and make sure the broadcast pre- resumes as normal. What is it, Lord Al? Yeah, Al, you could tell me anything! Thank you, Hexel. Well, Byron, Jim, I'm a crack addict. Crack? Oh, that's not good, Lord Al, that's crack! Yes, Byron... James. I'm a crack addict. I'm addicted to cracking scars when punks start static. <laughs> it is time for WrestleMania 19. And uh, I bet you all wondered if this legendary superstar would make the list. After all, they have quite the WrestleMania streak going on. I believe to this date, they are still undefeated. Making History from WrestleMania 19, Nathan Jones, the undefeated superstar in question, and The Undertaker, defeat the Big Show and the Train of A's. He's got everything he ever wanted and he'll never give that back. And I know you hate X-Factor. Just any excuse to sing the X-Factor song, well, it's a good excuse. Um... Yeah, Taker had, to, I mean, look, all jokes aside, would Taker make the list? He didn't make it at 15. Is that the best shot? No, this shot's just as good. WrestleMania 19, often wrongly praised by folks as the best WrestleMania of all time. Just a little shots fired for all of you. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's the best. This match, according to Dave, uh, was one and a quarter. So... A pure one and a quarter star. The best the best pure one and a quarter star in SmackDown's history, Taz. Nothing, nothing cool. I kind of like that match. All right. There's no time to start this podcast again. But let's talk about the WrestleMania. Where it all began again. And falling back on what I tried not to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I've fallen into the trap. I guess you could say I'm a little thirsty because it's the thirst trap. It's Tori Wilson and Sable taking on Miss Jackie Gata and Stacy Keebler in a Playboy evening gown match. I'm sorry. I, nothing against these ladies, I guess, except Jackie because I don't think she was any good ever. But yeah. uh, Dave gave this bad boy a quarter star. May God have mercy on his soul. So, are you ready, not for the grind, but are you ready for controversy? Folks, it's a a tough balancing act, making sure you don't break any of your own rules. And WrestleMania 21, when WrestleMania went Hollywood the first, oh god, the second time. Because don't forget, WrestleMania 12 in Anaheim tried to make you believe they were in Hollywood as well. But here at the Staples Center, of WrestleMania 21, um, I'm limited. The choices are limited. So, a match ranking three and a quarter stars, according to Dave Meltzer, is making the list. But, in defense of this three and a quarter stars match... It's a pretty annoying match to watch because uh, I've always called him Daredevil. Who is he here? It doesn't matter who he is. Rey Mysterio or Rey Mysteric according to the Star Age stats or whatever superhero Rey Mysterio is dressed up as here. Um, folks, this is Rey Mysterio versus his mask with Eddie Guerrero in the in, in the mask's corner. Uh, you know, it's three and a quarter stars. What do you want? I mean, there's 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 limited choices. The bad match, I think the worst rated match on this show was uh, Trish and... Uh, oh, God, not... Chris. Is it Christy Hemi? Yeah. And that's a women's title match. So, ineligible due to WrestleMania 17. So, this is what we're going with. And I take solace in the fact that even though Dave gave it three and a quarter, Ray's mask is enough to annoy you. Because, like, if you're putting together a playlist, like, if, if you were... Uh, actually, like curating this, these matches and putting on like a DVD or a playlist. If you kids remember what DVDs are, this is a match where you're like, "Hey, look at this match. See if you could tell me what's wrong with it." And the person's either going to be like, "Oh, it was a decent enough match. I don't know, like three and a quarter stars," or more likely, they're going to be like, "Why the fuck is Ray keep playing with his mask?" WrestleMania 22. It hit the big time. Oh, Hexo, I'm on my way. I'm making it big time. Fulfilling one of our requirements. The United States Championship is on the line when he who shall not be named takes on John Bradshaw Layfield. It's Benoit and JBL for the U.S. title, thus fulfilling the United States title requirement. Uh, Dave gave it. Two and three quarters, so 2.75 for you math majors out there. Again, I don't know, Johnny, that's kind of dangerously high. I mean, if two and a half is dead, dead center, you've now given me two matches in a row above that threshold. Well, the rules are a hell of a thing, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what you want from me. Uh, if you can think of a better scenario for this... I, would, I mean, honestly, like I, I don't say that as a challenge. Like, let's see you do better. I, hey, if you want to take the time to do your own list... Of fucking rock and roll. Oh, it's not rock and roll. Make your own bad mania show. I walk the streets. I got the keys to the city. And I'm a fucking ho. Me. I am. Not Trish. Okay, I want to make that very clear. But when I said I was walking the streets... You know, and I knew I had to say, "Oh!" I decided to say, "Ho!" Oh, but that's why you're here. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the t h e Johnny J o n n i e C s e a. Shoot me your list, and that's the only thing I want you to shoot me. All right, WrestleMania twenty-three. I'm all grown up, ladies and gentlemen. Well, a big a big part of WrestleMania canon is getting as many people as you can. On the card. So I'm going to do that. Ironically, the exact match I'm going to give to you would take place not at Backlash as a rematch, but two nights later on Sci Fi, and it would be a much better match. I remember watching ECW on Sci Fi a couple nights after WrestleMania 23 and being like, why didn't they just do this at the pay per view? I mean, honestly, honestly, if you If you did that match, well, let let me say the match. It's the ECW Originals. Robert Van Dam, Cebu, legendary genius Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Netflix's The Sandman, taking on a new breed of extremists. uh, Vampiric Kevin Thorne, educated match striker, Marcus Corvon. Still not getting over that one. And the Elijah Express himself, Mr. DePope. And Dave gave it two and a quarter. So they did a, a hardcore match or an extreme rules match two nights later on sci fi, and it's much better. I don't know, like three and a half? I'm not a fucking math major. But what I was going to say is that if you do that exact match at WrestleMania 23, does it prop up WrestleMania 23 into that much higher echelon conversation of all time, WrestleMania cards? Or should we spend our time worried about something else? Judy! Uh, Lord Alfred Hazel, uh, perhaps you should stop worrying about wrestling from fifteen years ago and get yourself laid. Ho <laughs> ho! All right. Now, uh, speaking of getting laid, at WrestleMania 24, I had sexual intercourse with Kim Kardashian. Wow! Me too. Wait. Were you? Were, were you had sex. Wait, wait. You did too, Jim. Perhaps we had sex with one another thinking it was Kim Kardashian. Oh, no, Byron, take over while I weep. Okay, guys, uh, at WrestleMania 24 in, Cal- in Florida, it's a Lumberjill match, and it's a uh, Playboy Lumberjill. It's Beth Phoenix and Melina taking on Maria and Ashley. Uh, Melina from Eminem, of course, Maria Kanellis and Ashley Mazzaro. And Johnny Seager once again falling back on the trap of just using the women's match, and Dave gave it a quarter of a star. All right, Byron, that's enough. Let's give it back to Jenny. Thanks, guys. Uh, But, yeah, it's the Playboy Lumberjill match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Once again, raising controversy here at WrestleMania 25, let's talk about how much they botched the Women's Battle Royal, even though it's not the match in question. They had fucking Kid Rock sing, and it's like, dude, there's Sunny, before she was a burden of the state. She's back. You know, I don't know. It's it's, it's stupid. Stupid. Give people their moment to shine. So, WrestleMania 25. Again, you've only got so many matches to choose from. And you're abiding by the rules. And you think, well, I guess I gotta use this one, even though Dave gave it three and a quarter. It's the Hardys explode at WrestleMania 25 20 years later and another explosion. We better run for tax Haxop, and leave Byron. Yeah, it's the Matt and Jeff and the Hardcore Extremist match. Um, I don't think it was... I don't remember it being bad. I remember it being disappointing. So, there you go. It's a disappointing... Br- Matt and Jeff just never had chemistry, strangely enough, against one another. But you want to talk about chemistry, ladies and gentlemen. Probably one of my favorite matches of all time. From WrestleMania 26. Live! From Ray Phoenix, Arizona, we've got the Battle of the Billionaire and the Broken One. It is the Concrete Man himself, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, taking on star question mark of Lonesome Dove, Brett Shitman Clock. Brett, I am so happy to get to see this match live because it is proof once and for all that you are very overrated. I love this match because it's so bad. And it's so awful. And all the Hart family interference. And it's just the Hart family members like individually going into business for themselves and trying to get over. And Brett looking like a complete fucking fool. And I think this is Brett's last. Now he wrestles at that SummerSlam Nexus match. But on the grandest stage of them all. His return match. His moment to shine and get vengeance, in quotes, against Vince McMahon. And it's so bad! Oh, it makes me so happy to see Brett fail so hard. Why have I ever truly explained my hate for the Shipman? Here's the thing. We all get it. Brett doesn't get it. It's real to Brett. Oh, it's still real to me, Domit! You know, he might say. I, I, that's it. I'm done. I'm not going to take any more time. Now, Dave. Dave, I don't know what sort of high horse you were on, Dave. Dave refused to rank this match. He gave it not ranked, which unfortunately is only zero. Because I thought the mathematics on this bad boy would highly rate the average. I thought this would be a big part of the way, of the average at the end of this thing, at like negative five. Or maybe Dave would do a legendary like negative 80 or something. But no, just no rating, which is unfortunate. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Boggling the mind because arguably I think our next match might be worse than Bret versus Vince, if for nothing else. I get so much personal enjoyment from seeing Bret fail, but the WrestleMania 27 selection is not only a very in a very similar vein to the WrestleMania 26 selection, but it's like 30 minutes long. And for some reason, somehow Dave Meltzer gave our WrestleMania 27 selection one star, but yet he refused to rank Brett versus Vince. WrestleMania 27 from Hotlanta GA gives us Jerry the King Lawler taking on SmackDown's number one announcer, Michael Cole. Need I say more? Michael Cole and his fucking... Does he have like a Tasmanian devil tattoo or some shit? fucking nerd. Uh WrestleMania 28 from the scorching hot Miami, Florida. Well, if it's scorching hot, that's Oh. Byron, look. That's got to be Kane. Byron, do me a favor. Uh, let's go get a live interview from Kane as he's entering the ring. Just stand right near the ringside posts, holding a microphone, and Kane's entering. Go, Byron! Now mount the steps before his hands go down. Oh, the flames have a cough! Byron Saxton! <laughs> oh, I'm having fun. Uh, Kane versus Randall Keith Orton. Um, I don't remember much of this match. I remember illegally pirating WrestleMania 28 because my cheap ass didn't pay for it and the network wasn't around. Um, I remember The Rock versus uh, Cena. I remember Daniel Bryan and Sheamus, of course, ineligible due to it being a World Heavyweight Championship match and arguably leading to Bryan's, you know, fucking rise. So Kane versus Orton at one and three quarter stars. I mean, just about perfect when you think about it, right? I mean, think about the careers of these two guys. Regardless of Orton's awesomeness in the latter years and his sort of, like, fucking can do no wrong in this day and age, and that's fine. I like Orton, too. But when I think of Orton's mania history, even, like, when he's the main event, it doesn't jump out at me. But this is, it's like, oh, was Orton at WrestleMania 20-whatever? Yeah, he wrestled fucking, I don't know. Johnny Gargano, that's a bad... You know, he's just, it's like, oh yeah, he feuded with Kane? He feuded with... I mean, this is sort of like, a great comparison is like WrestleMania 18's Kane versus Angle. Well, Kane's been here for a long time, we need to get him on the card. Orton's been here a long time, we need to get him on the card. Let's just have him fight at WrestleMania 28-1 in three quarters, let's move on. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a shameless whore for plugging and promoting my own shows. However... I would love to help out. Not that he needs my help, but a, but a buddy of mine, my podcast godfather, if you will. The man who made me what I am today, for better or worse, or actually just the guy who gave me my first shot. Aaron D. Justice for the North-South Connection Podcast Network recently returned and released uh, the ninth episode of The Wrestler That Was. And it covered... One of the stars of our WrestleMania 29 attraction, as Bruce Pritchard would say. You've got to check out the wrestler that was Mark Henry. Because I never knew I could be so... An hour and a half podcast on Mark Henry's career could be so interesting and entertaining. And it really was. It really was tremendous to listen to. And I, I, I swear to God... And I won't spoil what it was, but at one point, Aaron got so excited talking about a Mark Henry match that I didn't remember seeing, that I paused Aaron's show, watched the match, and then came back to the podcast to finish it out. However, it was not Mark Henry versus Ryback from WrestleMania 29. Um, Hexaw, you know, we've been broadcasting 28 previous matchups here at the all-time bad WrestleMania. I'm feeling a bit hungry. Could you give me a hot dog? Mm, that was delicious. Uh, Jim, would you feed me more? Mmm, delicious. A slice of peat <laughs> feed me more. Jim, feed me more. Oh, I'm feeling quite full now. A chocolate chip cookie. Alright, Jim. Feed me more. But it is Ryback right and Mark Henry at a half star. Sorry, sorry, Mark. This is not this is not your legacy. WrestleMania 30. Uh, The first Mania on the network, I think. Yes, because it's the first Mania I remember watching live on the network. Because uh, I was about a minute behind uh, watching WrestleMania 30 live. And I'll never forget. I'm watching Brock Lesnar take on The Undertaker. And like I said, I'm about a minute behind because I remember having specifically to pause the feed to, I don't know, help one of my kids. God, God damn it. Don't have children, they ruin wrestling. I'm kidding, but I, and my I got a text from my brother, and it's scroll. You know, it, it the notification sprung forth as I'm watching the match, and the text. Re- and you know, you, you get a little preview, and the text preview reads, "Holy shit, I can't believe they did that." Mind you, I know he's watching the program, and I don't think he had to pause for a minute. And one minute later in my life, Brock Lesnar defeated the Undertaker. And I was spoiled, but that doesn't mean that this is Taker versus Lesnar. No, it's actually a match that I don't remember much of. Uh, it is thirty minutes long, which I think is a little too long, considering these two athletes. And Dave gave it three and a half stars. So is that the highest-rated match we've had? Is it? I think it ties with the Hardy Boys. No. This is the highest-rated match we've had so far on the awful WrestleMania card. And it is... Jan Cena! Taking on Bray Wyatt. And no, this is not the fucking movie match. The cinematic match. The Firefly... I like the Firefly Funhouse match. Spoiler alert for WrestleMania 36. It didn't make the list, obviously, because they're right here. Um, You know, I'm sorry. What do you, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Now, I think... One caveat here, regardless of the star ranking, is I believe it's agreed-upon internet-based wrestling history that Cena should not have gone over, and he did. So it kind of makes sense to include on a compilation of this stature. Wrestlemania play symbol. Or Wrestlemania 31 from Silicon Valley. Speaking of Silicon, oh, that's bead. Well, I think we've only got one silicon here, silicon based life form. It's AJ Lee and Paige. No, she's. It doesn't matter. It's their business. It's not mine. Don't even make a joke about it because it's nothing that's funny. Something to be ashamed of or concerned about. AJ Lee and Paige taking on Dos Bellas. Two and a half stars. I mean, these are all four competent athletes. But again. Choices are limited. I kind of wanted to do Hunter Sting, but I needed Hunter for Mania 13, which is the inverse of 31. Oh, my. Hey, just see the body Ventura here. Okay, now, first of all, Johnny, I'm a little concerned that I wasn't chosen as one of the commentators, but I'm even more concerned about this Triple H conspiracy. I mean, there's three H's in his name, and you used him for WrestleMania 13, but you wanted to use him for 31, and I'm a third-party candidate. There's a conspiracy at foot. I need to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to call Tony Schiavone and Lois. See what they're doing. So, yeah. It's the end of WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania Star, or 32. And finally, the rationalization behind not being able to use the Sultan versus Rocky Maivia. WrestleMania 32 brought us The Rock taking on Eric Rowan. And it lasted like two seconds, even though you need three seconds to win a wrestling match. And Dave refused to rank it or even acknowledge it. So a big fat zero for all you there. Um, now, we only have one, two, three, four, five, six WrestleManias left to go. And I still have three requirements to fulfill. Will I make it? Well, keep listening. So... More controversy abound here for the next picks. Uh, actually, a lot of the next coming up picks. Because they, they're not as low-ranked as you might think. But choices get limited here. I wanted to get Shane McMahon on the card. I was wondering if I could do Shane and Undertaker in the, in the cell. But I couldn't. It just the fucking math didn't work. So WrestleMania 33, I've got... What is, spoiler alert, the absolute highest-rated match from Dave Meltzer on the Awful WrestleMania list? And it's Shane McMahon taking on... They don't want none. They don't want none. They act scared, but they don't really want none. Oh! Excuse me, Johnny. You stepped on my line. Byron, silence! It's time to sing. They don't want none. They don't want none. They acted scared, but they don't really want none. I'm a country boy, doing country things. Ain't nobody stopping this redneck. The earth is flat. I added that. And that rhymed. Johnny C, take it back. Oh, they don't want none. They don't want none. AJ and Shane, look, if for nothing else, you could point to this match, even though Dave gave it four stars, and say, sure, it's four stars, but AJ Styles is wrestling Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. What a waste. AJ could be doing something so much more. WrestleMania 34 fulfilling the first of the three requirements left for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's DeBar, Sheamus, and Cesaro losing the Raw Tag Team Championships to Braun Strowman and Nicola Nicholas. Hoo hey Jim! My ears are puckered up! There's a young boy in the ring! hoo. Ho, ho. Hey, can somebody get me out of here? I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable. Byron! I told you to be silent! So, the tag team championship requirement is fulfilled. Nicholas makes it. I mean, did you guys think Nicholas wouldn't make it? He's Nicholas. What more be said. Now, when I chose the next match, like, I I had this match in my head to pick, uh, to meet one of my requirements. And I was dead set on it. And I was like, this... The rest of the list will form around this, as an example. Because at WrestleMania 29, I thought about using Brock and Triple H and couldn't. There's all sorts of reasons why. But I thought about... Because there's certain benchmark matches that you form the list around. This was one of mine. And then I saw Dave gave it three and a half stars. And I was like, I don't remember that match being good. And then I was looking at Wikipedia and I was like, yeah, it's two and a half minutes long. How could this match be three and a half stars? And then I said, fuck it, I'm going to Peacock and I'm watching it, and it's awful. It's such a bad match. Most of it is pre-match shenanigans even. Only two and a half minutes bell to bell. And it does fulfill our requirement for the Universal Championship. It's the reigning defending Universal Champion, Brock Lester, taking on the Beast Slayer, Seth Rollins. And Seth wins Universal. Have you ever wanted an example... Of why the Seth Franklin Rollins character is a good thing. Watch Vanilla Babyface Beast Slayer Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 35. He's awful. It's so unentertaining. It's the worst. And so it makes Seth Franklin Rollins, the character, a godsend. But it is three and a half stars. Two and a half minutes. You do the math. And it's just uh, uh, suplex, suplex, stomp, stomp. No, excuse me. Suplex, suplex, fake ref bump, low blow, stomp, stomp, stomp. That's the entire match. WrestleMania 36. I don't even know if I can make any jokes without crying. so sad. I guess you could say I'm blinded by the lights of remembering what happened to Mania 36. And I wanted to do Edge and Orton, but I couldn't because I needed Edge and Orton other places. Um, and Dave did not rank any matches from WrestleMania 36. And I read it was, he was like, well, they're all produced matches. And I was like, Dave, they're all produced matches. And Dave's like, no, they're all edited together in post-production. You don't have two guys out there calling it in the ring. And I was like, well, you do and you don't. But it doesn't matter. I know JT from North South refuses to acknowledge WrestleMania 36. I watched it. It happened. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. Um, And I was looking at the list of matches and I'm like, oh shit, this is tough. And then, thank God, buried and nuzzled in between the bosoms of other matches, I found I'm here to show the world, I'm here to show the world, come on! Dolph Ziggler taking on Sheesh. Otis. And Dave gave it a no ranking, which is a zero, and i got nothing else to say about it. Now, when I was unable to use The Rock versus The Sultan, I scrambled and said, Oh no, I need a championship match of an intercontinental-based nature. And I was beating my head against the wall. I shouldn't have been beating my head, I should have been beating my drums. In a three-star encounter for WrestleMania 37, we've got Big E taking on the Black Panther, Apollo Cruz, because he sounds like he's from Wakanda with his little accent, and I love that character. Uh, whatever happened to Apollo Cruz? Oh, yeah, he's in NXT. In the Nigerian drum match for the Intercontinental Championship, like I said, Dave gave it three stars. Nothing wrong with this match. I remember being entertained by it, but it's the Nigerian drum match. It's a little goofy to look at, so it belongs on a... It, it feels comfortable on a show like this and ladies and gentlemen our final matchup Wrestlemania 38 fitting as it was the most stupendous Wrestlemania in history Pat McAfee the kicker taking on A-Town down Austin Theory and somehow it got 3 and 3 quarter stars it's entertaining but 3 and 3 quarters David what is wrong with you I mean, you're telling me this is a better match than Cena and Bray or Ray and Eddie? I don't know what it might be. I only watched it the one time when it was live. But it's really fucking with my average, Dave. And I don't appreciate it. But, folks! Ladies and gentlemen! That is the worst WrestleMania in history! Possibly! But! it's The match selections are my opinion based on my rules. However... Luckily, we have something that none of us can deny. Mathematics! Granted, it's mathematics based on one man's opinion and his, uh, you know, perception of the match quality. But hey, let's, let's forget all about that and say we're using actual math. So, to wrap up this bad boy, by my calculations, all 38 matches on this card earned 46 and a quarter wrestling stars. Uh-oh. That number is not much higher than what we're dividing it by. And we are dividing it by 38 matches, even though Dave refused to rank some of them. It's all math, David. You cannot deny the power of mathematics, David Meltzer. It's real. I don't know numbers very good. All right, I'm leaving. Goodbye, Byron. It's good. Allow me to make the final announcement, Jonathan C. 46 and a quarter wrestling stars divided by 38 matches... Gives us an overall star ranking of 1.217. So if you want to be fucking finicky about it, let's round up. And the average star ranking of a wrestling based nature of awful WrestleMania is one and a quarter stars. Ho, 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 ho. All right, thank you, Al. Goodbye. So, yeah, if you do the math, the average total is one and a quarter stars. Not too shabby, in my opinion. And we fulfilled the requirements. We only used each wrestler once. I checked the list multiple times. Hopefully I got it right. Uh, one universal title match, Seth and Brock. One IC title, Nigerian drum. One US, Benoit and JBL. One tag Titles, the Nicholas shit, and it had to be Raw or SmackDown. One shitty women's title, we did China and Ivory. One deactivated, Aguilar and Taka for the light heavyweight. And yeah, folks... I think we've done it! But the excitement never ends here on the new TNN Podcast feed because, coming soon, the sequel to this episode. We're going to do the exact same fucking thing, but we're going to do it with good matches. However, can I get the star ranking above one and a quarter on the average? Oh, okay, I probably can But I hope you had fun with this one. I had fun doing it. You know, I'm sorry I selected all the matches ahead of time because sometimes part of the fun of listening to this shit is listening to people get pigeonholed and fuck themselves when they decide on a match and then they have to go back and change seven matches to fix one match. But uh, I'm just one guy, so it wouldn't be as fun, I feel like, to listen to. But speaking of fun to listen to, everything here on the new TNN is fun to listen to, so make sure you subscribe, leave a review, all that fun stuff. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you. And I'm Lord Owl, and I'm very horny, so come visit me at Wrestlemania. woo <laughs>